Welcome to the Danny Palmer Show. Does it sound cool if I say it like that? I said, you can't always get what you gin. You can't always get what you gin. But if you try sometimes, you just might find you'll get what you gin. All right, that was a complete waste of time. What's up, everybody? This is your friend Danny. We know each other by now, right? Person who I've never met who may or may not be listening. Welcome to story time. <laughs> it's a fun little diversion on Fridays, you know? And my friend Eric in San Diego, he's like, dude, I mentioned him last week on story time. And then he mentioned it to our group thread. So, hey, Eric, only person listening. Are you driving to work? Why don't you put your hand on your pants for me, big boy? <laughs> Jesus Christ, Danny. It's probably too aggressive to start. Or is it? Yeah, what's up, dude? So, I thought of a... uh one story from this past weekend i could tell you real quick so i did a show in astoria queens i don't think the guy who runs it wants people to know his name because everything's kind of sketchy right now but it's actually a fine thing that he does it's like outside and people are socially distanced and it's outside and stuff okay who cares anyways um zach you guys know zach mcgovern previous co-host of this podcast formerly named space what the fuck dude not confusing at all danny not confusing at all zach was performing on stage and I was upstairs at this house, um, and I opened the window upstairs in the house and heckled Zach while he was performing. I was like, hey, man, can you guys keep it down back here because I'm trying to sleep? And then he said something like, like he didn't even look up from performing. And I can't, I, can't, I don't think I could hear exactly what he said, but he like, you know, retorted to me. He knew what I was doing and immediately talked shit to me back and that got a big laugh. And then I just... I pause a second and then I go I'm trying to sleep and then I shut the window real hard <laughs> it was fun and then the guy that lives there was like don't hey um, don't 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 do that please just just stop doing that I was like sorry sorry yeah anyways so um I have some fun thing oh this is another fun thing I wanted to tell you guys uh okay so here we go here we go this girl um that I hooked up. I have her permission to share this story. Uh, she came to one of my comedy shows back when life was normal. And, you know, we've been like flirty and stuff ever since. So she, we were texting back and forth and she was being complimentary towards me. So I, I'm going to read this text and it is complimentary towards myself. However, the reason I'm reading it, just wait for the end. <laughs> You'll see. Um, she goes, she was talking about her weekend in New York. She goes, yep. <clears throat> like, I know it was mostly a drunken party type thing, but when we were in the in the bar and we made out, I felt a real connection there. Like, I knew you weren't about to be a sketchy type dude. You're a really good person. Super annoying and, like, painfully lame sometimes. But you're a good dude. Dude, how great is that? Painfully lame. I'm trying to collect, like, potential album titles if I ever do a comedy album, which nobody will want to hear. And I think that uh, it's going to be hard to beat Painfully Lame, dude. Painfully Lame, the Danny Palmer show. <laughs> All right, that was fun. Um, did she say anything else there? No, I think that was it for that. Um, oh, she said I was allowed to to use that. So this week, instead of uh, instead of telling a story about my life, although I guess I just told two quick ones, I th what I thought I would do. Dude, I just love music. Do you guys like music? Music is fucking sick. Like, I used to not be in it that much. And, like, when I went to college, I would listen to, like, Stevie B and Timmy T. And all my college friends made fun of me for it. And I'm like, God damn it. Um, 
so I decided I, I went through a bad breakup and to help me recover from that, I started to get into music because I read this article in US News and World Report. It was like 10 ways to improve your life in the new year. And one of them was to get into music. And so I did. And now now I'm like a huge music fan. And I would argue, I personally, you guys would argue that my playlists on Spotify are epic. I have different categories. I have Weekend Calm. I have Late Night Chill. I have Black Hat Friday Night Show, you know, playlist to fucking jam it up and fucking party. And let me, let me I'm going to become clean with you guys. You can listen to Weekend Calm seven days a week. It's fine. <laughs> okay. Anyways, no one cares. I'm not smoking weed. I don't know why I coughed. I just, I'm choking on water. I've only had one drink tonight. It's Tuesday. Everybody relax. Watching a little Tuesday night football because of COVID-19 2020. Um, all right. So anyways, I, I know it's an old song, but Spiderwebs by No Doubt. Dude, that is the fucking dopest song. I fucking love, love, love that song. It's so good. Like, I just love songs where it builds, like it starts, not, not not like slow per se, I mean, it's definitely like a ska song, but then it just builds to this crescendo with the chorus, and it's just like a, it's an incredible thing. I just love that fucking song, and so I decided, I play it over and over, I've, I've kind of like brought it back, you know? You know, sometimes you bring back old school jams that you used to like a lot, you're like, you know, I'm going to bring that shit fucking back. That's what I've done with No Doubt, and so I thought to myself, Danny, what do you really know? about spiderwebs by no doubt what do you actually know have you watched the video i hadn't watched the video so then i did watch the video if you haven't seen the video it's kind of a, it's a little confusing because it it's fairly cut and dry in terms of like it's it's gwen stefani and her band and they're on stage in this beautiful hall um and then they're performing the song and that's normal and everything but then the plot is that they are apparently the band for a wedding reception it's like a Japanese wedding reception. So they cut back and forth between the wedding reception and no doubt. But it seems like the people at the wedding aren't even aware that there's a band there. Which I got to tell you, if Gwen Stefani and no doubt in 1995 are performing at your wedding reception, I'd probably just like get up from the table and go stand in front of the stage because that's super fucking lit, dude. So anyways, then all of a sudden this like giant burst of wind. Well, first of all, the, the bride throws the bouquet. Gwen Stefani catches it and then it pricks her finger and you're like, Oh, what the, what's going to happen now? Is she, has she been poisoned? Is, is that, is that going to lead to something bad? No, but just, they just abandoned that trail of thought. Um, and then all of a sudden this like ill wind <laughs> enters the banquet hall. And then these, uh, wireless wired phones, like the old school phones you had back in the day, like in the nineties, um, a bunch of them come into the banquet hall and then they entrap and entangle Gwen Stefani. Hence the tie to spider webs. Pretty interesting, huh guys? Pretty. I just feel like if Zach ever listened to one of these, he'd be like, dude, what are you doing? Stop doing these, bro. But honestly, sometimes the story time get just as almost as many views as or listens or whatever as the fucking interviews, dude. And so like, you know, if I can make it sick, that's why I'm trying to mix it up a little bit. Not just like, oh, then I went to college and I got drunk at this party. Like, dude, Danny, nobody gives a fuck. But if I talk about something interesting, like, you know, the history of spiderwebs. Um, so it was for No Doubt's third studio album, Tragic Kingdom, which came out in 1995. It was written by Gwen Stefani and Tony Canal. I guess if you are 
a big No Doubt fan, you probably know who Tony Canal is. I don't. I only know Gwen Stefani. Um, but the backstory behind the song is that Gwen was inspired to write it because this fucking crazy fan was like trying to sing her poetry, like literally like outside of her window, which I want to know more about this story. Um, but apparently this, um, admirer, lonesome admirer of hers stood outside her window reading poetry for her attention. First of all, where the fuck did she live or somebody could figure out where she lives and then stand outside and read poetry it's like that John Cusack movie, except a fucking psycho. By the way, John Cusack is not that great. Um, okay, so, so I, I, you know, I really want to know this bad poetry that he read to her. Like, what the fuck did he say? So, in an in an effort to ignore the attempts of this pursuer, this guy was probably fucking deranged. She sings about constantly having to screen her, screen her phone calls, um, and this. This is like her, this song or these lyrics, according to this uh, Entertainment Weekly writer, are her acknowledging her obsession with losers and deciding to break free from them, which makes me wonder, was she, maybe she was talking in a more broad vein, not just like this fucking weirdo outside of her window, but maybe like some ex-boyfriends that were losers and maybe she was mixing it all together. I'd like to ask her, you guys, if you know Gwen Stefani, Give her a quick call. Send her a quick text for your old boy, Danny. Be like, hey, Gwen, do you want to go on this anonymous New York comedian's podcast where he would like to interview you about the backstory of No Doubt? And then she will not respond. But hey, it's a, it's worth a shot. It's just worth a fucking shot. Uh, I like they say during the song's refrain, Stefani sings with a semi-angry scowl. Wow, pretty intense. I feel like the the writers for like... Uh, Rolling Stone and um, Pitchfork, they always love to speak in like overly dramatic terms and like this flowery language. And it's like they're trying to do like a like a PhD dissertation and use all this extra, you know, like like dense and academic type of writing. It's like, dude, just say that you fucking it's a sick beat. That would be my review of, of music videos. Just like, yo, this song is a fucking sick ass beat, dude. So I looked on the... Uh, Sorry, I looked on the Wikipedia page for the song and they go into like the music and lyrics and they're like, oh, it's set in common time. It has a moderately fast tempo of 138 beats per minute. I'm like, dude, I don't understand music in that way. Also, even if you do understand music, do you really want to like listen to that shit? I mean, read that shit about the fucking beats and whatnot, kid. Um, so the other thing that I thought was interesting about the song is they, most of the songs, um, uh, were written well i guess gwen stefani and tony canal were would write songs um and then but they developed the spider webs differently to how they made just a girl which was the previous single i guess just a girl was maybe their first big hit and then spider webs was came on its heels but also spider webs was not released it was not eligible to be on the like pop charts for some reason so it did end up getting a lot of alternative radio and pop radio play but it never made the charts because it wasn't eligible to be on the Billboard Hot 100 chart uh, because it was not released as a commercial single in the United States. Which, in retrospect, who the fuck is in charge of picking the singles from Tragic Kingdom, one of the arguably best pop albums of all time? You didn't put fucking Spiderwebs on there, kid? Um, anyways, so that's that. And then, <laughs> wait. Um, so they used to... 
um, just like take a cassette tape um, or a tape recorder and then tape like, you know, playing the drums or maybe the guitar or singing. And then they would, um, Gwen Stefani and the other band members would use a recorder um, during the big, you know, for the beginning of the production of a song. And I guess they would like kind of pass it around. But then for this one, they did it a little bit differently and they developed guitar parts to what Canal and Stefani had initiated. I'm sorry if I'm not explaining this very well. Um, but anyways, so they just used the, the long story short is they just fucking, they used the cassette tape and it was Tony on bass and then Gwen singing in the bedroom and the other guy in the band Dumont, just remember he, his quote was, I remember thinking, oh my God, this song is really good. You got the feeling like this is a great song. How did they write this? I love that. I, of that, I wish I could have been there in that moment of just, you're, you hit play on a cassette tape. It's like 1995. It's a bass, guitar, and Gwen Stefani singing. And then you're like, this is going to be something great and memorable. And maybe some random ass podcaster will review the story of it in 2020, which is 25 years from now. Um, but uh, yes, isn't that, dude, I don't know. I just, I just love it. And also, like, if you are like at a bar late night, which is illegal, but if it ever, if it ever becomes legal again to do that, put on some fucking, no doubt, spiderwebs and you'll just get it's just the it's such a like pleasing song and it just builds and to this beautiful crescendo and it's like it also has that like ska and punk edge to it so you can really like thrash around you know like in the video she's banging her arms like slamming her arms down i'm like gwen i love you gwen savani you're amazing okay i think this concludes my review <laughs> of spiderwebs by no doubt not really sure how I would title this little pod snippet, but you know, hey, it's fun. I think it's fun to try different things. Who knows? Plus, I'm keeping an eye on you guys. I'm keeping an eye on what people like and what they don't like. And then whatever people seem to like more, I'll just keep doing that because I'm desperate for attention and validation. Um, all right. So I thought to close this episode of Storytime, are you guys about to have a sick fucking weekend and fucking socially distant party and chill, kid? Sick. Okay, um, this quote I read, I have this like list of quotes. If you've heard story time before, I like to use to go over one of the quotes to wrap up the little mini episode here. And this was one of my favorite quotes. And I think that I, I literally interpreted this quote in a way that I shouldn't have and made a career mistake because of it. <laughs> so be careful with what inspirational quotes you choose in your life because they might end up being to lead you in a bad direction. Although it's obviously not the quote's fault. It's how you interpret it. Okay. So this is a quote from Robert A. Heinlein in a book called Time Enough for Love from 1973. He says, a human being should be able to change a diaper, plan an invasion, butcher a hog, con a ship, design a building, write a sonnet, balance accounts, build a wall, set a bone, comfort the dying, take orders, give orders, cooperate, act alone, solve equations, analyze a new problem, pitch manure, program a computer, cook a tasty meal, fight efficiently, die gallantly. Specialization is for insects. I was like, damn, I mean, that's a hell of a fucking quote. He describes quite a wide, wide range of activities 
First of all, what the fuck is con a ship? I almost stopped in the middle of the sentence to go into it, but it's C-O-N-N, a ship. I don't know if that means like design or steer or whatever, but, and if you think I'm going to pause this recording and look up con, well, you're right. I'm going to. How dare you? Okay. Con is the act of controlling a a ship's movements while at sea. So I was basically, one of my guesses was right. You're just steering a fucking ship while it's at sea. That's how to con it. Dude, did I just get conned about conning the fucking ship, kid? Um, but anyway, so what else they talk about? Comfort the dying, take orders, give orders, cooperate, act one. Um, pitch, you know, I I liked a lot of these. A lot of these were pretty exciting, you know, like plan an invasion and design a building, writing a sonnet, and then pitch manure. Do we need to know how to pitch? I mean, also, doesn't everybody kind of inherently know how to pitch manure? Like you just grab a shovel and then you pitch the manure. Um, but I kind of, that is an inspiring quote. And I think it's like, if you think about like Benjamin Franklin, didn't he have like, I don't know, like 180 different jobs or something. And he had the almanac and, you know, the, like inventors and invent like come up with like 1500 different inventions and have like 300 patents. You know, I'm not saying I disagree with the idea that human beings should be able to do, um, contribute and learn a wide array of skills and knowledge but i was in this job and trying to do comedy at the same time and i thought maybe i should just try keep trying to go up the corporate ranks and then i can still do comedy at night and then that was a huge mistake i was like if ben franklin can do all this shit and invent electricity and all that shit why can't i you know take on a more senior level corporate role and also do stand-up comedy at night well that's just it's it's too much so i've learned that if you're going to devote seven nights a week to stand-up comedy, you better be careful about how high up you try to go in the corporate structure. I mean, maybe I'm not even qualified or good enough to do that, but if I were able to do it, I don't think it would work. If you're doing trying to do stand-up comedy every night, which guess what? You can't because it's illegal. So maybe it is time to focus 100% on career and nothing on fun, and then life will end. Um, all right, I think that is basically the end. I'm not, you know what? I'm not going to fucking trying to make it to 20 minutes that's kind of a bullshit move all right that's just like that's just wasting your time and i value and respect your time and i appreciate you listening to this show follow me on instagram if you want to it's at danny palmer nyc if you want to send me an email it's danny palmer comedy at gmail.com if you like this show tell a friend tell a friend to subscribe on apple Podcasts or spotify or overcast or Stitcher, or X and Y and Z. I think it's going to be on Amazon Music, too, soon. Whoa, Amazon Music? Okay, I guess that's it. I feel like I should end this with some dramatic thing. But basically what I'm going to do is sit here in silence, or at least speaking very slowly until it gets to 19 minutes. You ever go for a run, and then you're like, all right. I like to go for a run and get it to at least 3.1 miles, so I can say that I ran a 5K. Like, I would never in a million years stop at, like, 3.08. I don't know if you do something similar, but, you know. It's it's good to be OCD about things sometimes, but maybe not about getting to 20 minutes. But, I mean, dude, if I only go for 40 more fucking seconds, it's 20 minutes. Like, what if someone looks at this episode and is like, you know, the previous episodes got to 20. This one only got to 1927. You know, maybe it won't be as good. And maybe it's not as good. Does anybody want to listen to me review a Gwen Stefani song? Maybe not. All right, you know what, Danny? I don't think it's worth it to go for another 20 seconds. It's too close, you guys. It's too close. I can't I can't live like this. I live in this small studio apartment now, and I, I try to like record these before like it gets too late. So my neighbors 
hate me less. But I saw one of the neighbors that I thought hated me at like 5 a.m. coming home and she was leaving. She was really nice to me. So maybe, maybe life is salvageable. Maybe I'm not, maybe I'm not widely hated on the Lower East Side, the party neighborhood. Why did you move here if you don't want to? Never mind. I don't want to go into my angsty. Okay, we made it to 20 minutes. I'm sorry. You can officially deduct the last 90 seconds from your life as I've wasted it. Maybe not. It's fun. I hope you guys have a great weekend. Peace. Come. Oh, yeah. Jen.